you know, in the 1950s, you went into a shop and the shopkeeper knew you, knew your family, um, and knew the kinds of things that you wanted, um, perhaps even before you knew that you wanted them yourself. Um, so there's no reason that now with data analytics, online businesses can do the same thing. They can provide me things before I even know that I want them because they've got such a good understanding of me. They can really personalize their service. I'm Conrad Chua and welcome to this episode on Changing Careers, where I talk about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs can change their careers. You just heard David Stilwell, a lecturer at Judge Business School on Big Data Analytics and Quantitative Social Science. This is the second in a series that I'm doing on the impact of data analytics on businesses and careers. I started off by asking David, why is collecting and analyzing data so exciting now? Academics talk about these four Vs, right? So the volume of the data. So there's just more data than ever before. So in the 1980s, uh, Michael Fish, right, the weather forecaster, said that there wasn't going to be a hurricane. And there was a hurricane, and it was proved wrong, and it's you know, famous in the UK. Everyone knows uh, this prediction that was wrong. Um, but he was using that, doing that prediction based on just 2,000 data points. And now the predictions for the weather are done on about 200 billion data points every day. Um, so just having that big data means that you can now make much better predictions than before. Um, the, the next V is variety. So um, just the data is different, um, and we can analyze different data than we could in the past. Um, so not just the kind of data that fits in an Excel sheet, but things like videos, um, images, um, the conversations people are having on Twitter. Um, you can just do you know, things with data that you couldn't do before. Um, the next thing is velocity. So the data is now analyzed fast and decisions are made on the data immediately. Um, so when you're driving down the road in a Tesla, it's deciding you know, how to drive left and right. Um, it needs to make that decision immediately. Or if you are trading on a stock exchange, they're making decisions, you know, milliseconds make a world of difference. Um, so it's not about let's analyze some data in Excel and then go to a boardroom and have a discussion and decide what decision we're going to make. These decisions are made immediately. Um, and the final V is about veracity, so the kind of the truthfulness of this data. So previously, perhaps you'd get kind of artificial data where, let's say you've got a new product, um, you bring people into the room, you, you sort of talk about, you know, what do you think about this product? Um, it's a very much like a laboratory environment. Um, but now if you're using, you know, one of the many IoT devices, so Internet of Things, um, they're now reporting back. So if you produce one of these devices, you can see how do people actually use this product in the real world. Um, so rather than asking their opinion, you're just tracking what are they actually doing. So can you just summarize again, what are the four Vs that have really changed big data? Mm, so the four Vs are um, volume, so the size of the data, variety, so the different types of data we can use, pictures and videos, um, velocity, so making decisions in real time, and veracity, so the truthfulness of the data, actually based on behavior, not based on opinions. So how has artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, worked with these four Vs in terms of how businesses use data analytics? So... What machine learning and artificial intelligence can do now is um, it can replicate, in many instances, the kinds of things or the kinds of decisions that a human would make, um, or an expert human. So um, whereas you might need 
years of experience to become um, a doctor who can look at an x-ray scan and say that, you know, here's the problem um, on this x-ray. Um, now machines, you can give them millions of different x-rays um, and they can eventually learn to make the decisions that a very good expert human can make. How do you think data analytics will change the way whole businesses will be run? I think it's important that data analytics is not just sort of one team that's disconnected from the rest of the business. Um, and that's what was often done at the beginning of big data. So people ran these big projects where they said, well, we need to do big data now. So they threw millions into coming up with some new database where they would put all of, the, all of their company's data in. Um, but I think what people are coming to realize is what you need is you need data analytics um, all over the business. Um, so to do marketing better, having a data analysis person there saying how effective is this marketing, can we predict what um, the most effective marketing would be in the future, uh, means that you need a, a data analyst in the marketing team. Same in HR, same in operations. Um, so data analytics needs to be part of the fundamental sort of decision-making part of the business, um, not just in its own separated team. So an MBA is supposed to give um, students that ability to integrate all that functional knowledge, uh, functional areas. Um, what do you see are the differences then in terms of in the workplace between someone with an MBA versus someone who's a data scientist with a specialized master's? I think it's almost relatively similar in that you've got another functional area, which is data analytics. So someone who knows all about machine learning or um, uh, you know, uh, NoSQL databases, so special databases for big data. Um, but they ultimately need to be solving business problems. So these data analysts need to um, be able to talk to the functional specialisms um, uh, and, and bring them together. And actually, most data analysts are not experts at that and most functional people are not experts in data analytics so um, the really really valuable people are those who can bridge that divide um, so MBAs who learn something about how data analytics work not necessarily so far that they can replace a data scientist but at least they can have this conversation and they can um, translate between the different disciplines. What's one application of data analytics that you're very excited by? So my particular area, I'm interested in personalizing products and services. So, you know, I'm a psychologist. I'm interested in what can we do for the individual to make um, their experience better. Um, so perhaps if you go into a hotel, um, right now a hotel room looks the same for everyone. It doesn't matter who goes in. You, you just got this generic hotel room. Um, but perhaps... You know, based on some past experience, you can then personalize this hotel room and say, well, last time you liked it when it was 19 degrees, so we're going to set the temperature when you arrive. Um, the paintings on the wall could be digital so that I'm getting my own specialized uh, decor. Um, the music that's playing when I go into the room could be based on the kinds of things I'm interested in. Um, the um, person at the check-in desk could be talking to me based on the kind of conversation I want to have. So I'm an introvert. I don't want to be told about, you know, ha have a nice sort of discussion around uh, what's going on in the local town or anything like that. I just want to be directed straight to my room. But an extrovert might like to have a conversation. Um, so, I mean, that's just one example in hotels. But all across business, um, especially digital business, 
Um, we've kind of moved towards giving people a very generic and um, cheap to provide experience, um, which has meant that we can reduce prices um, more than before. Um, but in the past, you went into a shop, uh, you know, in the 1950s, you went into a shop and the shopkeeper knew you, knew your family, um, and knew the kinds of things that you wanted, um, perhaps even before you knew that you wanted them yourself. Um, so there's no reason that now with data analytics, online businesses can do the same thing. They can provide me things before I even know that I want them because they've got such a good understanding of me. They can really personalize their service. Do you have any health warnings about the use of data analytics? So when I talk to my MBAs, I think it's important that business people think about how can they make their customers comfortable with the way that their data is used. Um, so it's not just about legal issues, it's not just about PR issues, it's about thinking about the customer and how they want their data to be used. Um, and I think the negative outcomes of data analytics, of big data, have been when companies are not really thinking about what their customers want and how the, you know, they, they can really feel comfortable. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I talk about four issues with, with my MBA. So I talk about, are you as a company being transparent in how you're using the customer's data? Um, are you talking about the way that you're doing it in a kind of an understandable way? Um, so are you being clear, you know, here's how we're using your data, here's the predictions we're making. Um, and it's not, you know, specialized jargon or anything like that. It's, it's something that makes sense on the face of it. Um, do customers have control? So have they opted in to their data being used and do they have the ability to opt out again? Do they feel like they're in control of this process? Uh, and finally, and most importantly, is it in the customer's interest, not just in your own interest as a business? So people often feel like their data is being used against them. Um, but actually, when you work with customers, when you collaborate and you use their data in ways that benefit them as well as the company, then they're much happier with how you're using their data. There's been... A lot of um, talk about how little things can nudge people in or consumers into certain decisions. Uh, and sometimes that's for their own benefit. It could be uh, how you write a form. A government can write a form in a way that encourages people to save more for retirement. But there are also people who are bothered by that. Uh, what do you say to people who are bothered by businesses using data or such to gain such insights and to nudge people into certain uh, purchase decisions? So I think it goes back to making people feel comfortable. So if it's clear how my data is being used and if it's clearly in my own interest, then um, I'm comfortable with the way that you're trying to persuade me to do things or encourage me to do things. Um, but when it feels like my data is being used against me, when it feels like it's being encouraging me to do things that I don't really want to do and I don't have control over the process, um, then that's where... Um, I feel like the company is not working with me, they're working against me. That was the second episode in our series on data analytics. David did a great job of explaining why the four Vs have caused the widespread use of data analytics in businesses and how businesses need to work with customers when collecting and using their data. I also picked up on what David said about how MBAs should continue to bring together different functional areas, including data analytics, to address business problems. This reminded me of what Alberto Faselli of uh, Expedia said in our first episode on data analytics. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes 
or Apple Podcasts as it's now called, and leave a rating to help others discover this show. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers. Thank you.